With lucky landslots, you can get lucky just about anywhere. Dearly beloved, we are gathered here today to... Has anyone seen the bride and groom? Sorry, sorry, we're here. We were getting lucky in the limo and we lost track of time. No, Lucky Land Casino, with cash prizes that add up quicker than a guest registry. In that case, I pronounce you lucky. Play for free at LuckyLandSlots.com. Daily bonuses are waiting. No purchase necessary. Void were prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details. Lucky Land Casino, asking people, what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky? Lucky? In line at the deli, I guess? Aha, in my dentist's office. More than once, actually. Do I have to say? Yes, you do. In the car before my kid's PTA meeting. Really? Yes. Excuse me, what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky? I never win and tell. Well, there you have it. You can get lucky anywhere, playing at LuckyLandSlots.com. Play for free right now. Are you feeling lucky? No purchase necessary. Void prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details. Judy was boring. Hello. Then Judy discovered Chumbacasino.com. It's my little escape. Now Judy's the life of the party. Oh, baby, mama's bringing home the bacon. Whoa, take it easy, Judy. The Chumba life is for everybody. So go to ChumbaCasino.com and play over 100 casino-style games. Join today and play for free for your chance to redeem some serious prizes. ChumbaCasino.com. No purchase necessary. Voidware prohibited by law. 18 plus terms and conditions apply. See website for details. Okay, round two. Name something that's not boring. A laundry? Ooh, a book club. Computer solitaire, huh? Ah. Oh. Sorry, we were looking for Chumba Casino. That's right, ChumbaCasino.com has over 100 casino style games. Join today and play for free for your chance to redeem some serious prizes. ChumbaCasino.com. No purchases, overprohibited by law, 18 plus terms and conditions apply. See website for details. Judy was boring. Hello. Then Judy discovered ChumbaCasino.com. It's my little escape. Now Judy's the life of the party. Oh, baby, Mama's bringing home the bacon. Whoa. Take it easy, Judy. The Chumba life is for everybody. So go to ChumbaCasino.com and play over 100 casino-style games. Join today and play for free for your chance to redeem some serious prizes. ChumbaCasino.com. No purchase necessary. Voidware prohibited by law. 18 plus terms and conditions apply. See website for details. How many days are you going to wait before it's And welcome back to the 90 Day Fiance Wrap Up Podcast. Hop aboard the Hot Mess Express because we are here to talk about season 10, episode 14 of 90 Day Fiance. I'm, of course, your host and conductor, Quizan McKeely, ready to break things down once more. And with me today, I've got a lovely guest who I think may have muted to laugh at my introduction, but it's fine. We allow it. She is one half of the Mess Magnets. She is a very good friend of mine. It is the one and only Sasha Joseph. Sasha, how are you doing? So good. And no, I didn't mean to laugh. I was just drinking water, everyone. So please, you all can laugh, but not me. I'm such a good friend. You're the best, Sasha. Thank you so much for joining us once again. Um, of course. We've I'm, not I'm talked- here for the feminine energy, Puya. I forgot to say. I okay. talked to Kirsten and, you know, we agreed. Good, good. So then I will not take a page out of 
uh, Igor's book and start yelling because that's masculinity. Yeah. <laughs> Hashtag man. I am man. I am man. I mad. I yell. These oh, are the formulas to, to this. Yeah. So naturally, we're going to have lots to talk about here. I'm very excited to uh, to get into this with you. And, you know, again, it's been a minute since we've talked 90 days. So I'm going to be very curious to hear your thoughts on all these couples since we last spoke. Oh, my God. I'm excited. Like, I um, was kind of lower on this than y'all, uh, where I was like, what are y'all enjoying so much about this season? But but I'm in. They're, they're, cra- they're just foolish enough. Yeah, I feel like when the season first started, it was such a breath of fresh air to not have the Mm -hmm. repeat couples, same people again, obviously with the exception of Gino and Jasmine. But I would even say that I've come a long way from where I initially started the season where I was like, we don't need returnees. I've actually been very happy to see them on the show. I feel like they've added a lot and it's not been dull and mundane and irritating. But Mm -hmm. we're getting to the end of the season and this is naturally where i start tapping out and saying all right if we don't have anything new we can we can make these episodes shorter again maybe yep yep uh because again it's a lot of repeating the same fights or the same scenes just in a different background yeah no i agree a hundred percent i um and we'll talk more about this but almost all of these folks were on repeat this week and i said get over yourself please Mm-hmm. Yeah. And, you know, it's an interesting choice from the show because obviously we talked about this offline a little bit, but Nick and Devin were on this season. And I feel like I bring this up every week because it's fascinating to me that they were in, they were here for like six episodes. Mm-hmm. They left. And then we brought in Sam and Citra, who have more storyline going for them. But even they, I feel like we've kind of started pulling threads very slowly and it's a slow burn but it's kind of going exactly how you expected it so we're gonna break it all down but let's kick it off with a couple that we had from the beginning and that is sophie and rob so sophie and rob are in a bit of a tumultuous place obviously sophie's mom is visiting them uh and is in the states right now and the whole living situation thing and her calling rob not a real man Put everything sideways to the point where Rob was mad and yelling into the clouds. Mm-hmm. And so Sophie and her mom left. And now they have thoughts on how everything went down. Yeah. And I just <laughs> robbed the knob. It just uh, everyone. On, I saw a few like tweets about him calling him like, you know, playing the Reba. <laughs> I don't know if you ever watched Reba, but her theme song like about the single mom who works too hard (laughs) and I was like yeah that is so Rob in his mind he really thinks he's so ride or die and that he's like the only person in the world that's had to struggle it really does feel like that where he feels like you haven't experienced what I've experienced and I've Mm -hmm. experienced a lot more hardship than you therefore you can't speak about it yeah and it's wild i don't understand yeah i feel like rob again is someone who doesn't really expand his mind and can't think outward about how other people may be feeling and is very self um absorbed so it doesn't shock me that this is the reaction he has but it is funny to me watching slowly piece by piece (laughs) 
uh, Sophie's mom try and pull Sophie away from Rob with little subtle hints throughout this episode. I couldn't stop laughing. Like she has already called him jobless, right? Like we got the iconic video that is in my bookmark mm-hmm. that I will use anytime and every time where he's jobless, he's rude, he's this. And I just feel very sad for Sophie because I need her to stand up. And that has been going to be my theme for every single one of these women, actually, is to stand Stand up. up. Yeah, (laughs) because like I don't understand. Um, And unfortunately, I think Sophie's just very young. So I think at 23, maybe I would also be that dumb. Uh, So I understand. I just I need my girl to get it together because he is garbage well that's the thing i feel like i'm I'm happy you're bringing up her age and yeah. naivety that comes with it because i mean at this point i am what 30 i'm all on the heels of 32 to be fair and welcome yeah yeah <laughs> and i feel like looking back at me at 23 i definitely even if there was a minefield of red flags yeah i feel like you're a lot more and i don't want to use the word naive but probably innocent in mm-hmm. thinking you know, this is how relationships are. There's hardships, but you work through it and you communicate. Whereas I feel like the older you get, the more you don't have time for that, where you're like, no, if this isn't working, if this isn't going to serve me, I'm out. I can't do that. Or if it's a big, it's like a lot of little issues, we can't keep overlooking them and hoping they get better. And I feel like that's where Sophie's mom comes in, where she's like, this is not great for you. I actually loved the one thing she said, which was she was concerned that Sophie's going to be a different person in six months being with him. And it wasn't that he was going to change her. Mm-hmm. It was that he's going to be insecure. And if he's insecure, he's not going to let someone else shine. And he's going to try and bring them down to his level, which is exactly what Rob does. So I love this insight because I think it's a very valuable thing to think about because it doesn't necessarily have to do with the fact again that rob is going to try and change her it's that just being in that environment is going to change her yeah that's what i feel and i we it's been talked about on the podcast it's just i haven't gotten to talk about it right the whole her coming out situation and how manipulative it was it's just all of this stuff to me is like adding up you know, mm-hmm. about how I feel that this is not the right person for her because I think she just doesn't need to be with someone that's constantly like coming for her like this, I feel. Yeah, I feel like uh, especially with the um, with the way they do the 90 day visa, mm-hmm. the fact that it's 90 days. And if you're in the States and you don't get married in the 90 days, you have to leave and then you have to redo the whole process. I feel like a lot of these couples or a lot of couples in general, maybe mm-hmm. kind of come into this under the mindset of we'll see how it goes. And I feel like they're clearly in a position where they are like, yeah, well, it's like a test run. Cause we weren't really together living together like this to really know. And we're in the same yep. house now. And then that makes it so that someone like Sophie, who has had two moments so far on the show where she's been like, I am out. I don't want to do this, but also I can't do that. Cause then if I say, uh, if I leave, then I can't come back. Yeah. And that causes them to maybe hold on to the relationship tighter than they need to. Because to me, if you get into the States with the visa and you've not already, like you're not already ready to get married, Mm -hmm. then this wasn't the avenue for you to go through. I feel like. 
Yeah. And I, again, you and I feel like I've talked about this. So like house come home about 90, these 90 days are not to check. If it's this not a works. test run. <laughs> We've like over and over again, but one, some people could be hamming it up, right. For the cameras, for a storyline. I get that. This doesn't feel like that. This very much to me personally feels like they didn't know what they were doing. He, you know, is like, can't, can't afford a wedding ring, which fine. Like you don't need to spend, you can get married with a ring pop. Like there's no anything. Well, right? like, with- yeah. Like there's nothing like set in stone about how it should be. But the point is the way he talks about her, right. The sex shop, the ring store, that is what irritates me. Like it, she constantly to me feels like she has to apologize for who she is as a person. And I don't yeah. like that. No, I don't like that either. And I feel like, um, again, I don't, I've not been getting through 14 episodes. I'm not really feeling like Rob is understanding or mm-hmm. willing to be empathetic to Sophie. Yes. It feels like anything Sophie does or feels he takes super personally and gets defensive over, which is such a bad communication loop to have. Cause then you have this where Sophie is going to leave for hours at a time or days at a time. And you are just self-confirming everything to yourself. She's hoping that you can communicate and then it doesn't happen. You don't go anywhere. So with um, Sophie's mom also trying to like chip away at the relationship in a way, Mm -hmm. I feel like it's not helping them necessarily, but also I'm not against what her mom is trying to open Sophie's eyes to. So yeah. In the midst of all this, Rob sends her a video, a message, and it's a video of a car. And he says this could be ours. And I just don't understand how that makes any sense in the midst of an argument. He'd be like, eh, we could have this. And it's like, y'all don't have a bathroom. You don't have a toilet. You don't have, what was it, duvet? No, I'm just kidding. That turns out they do. They did. <laughs> it's just all of it is so silly. I think that's the best thing I could say about it because they're all childish, right? Where Sophie says, right? Oh, I'm not going to reach out to him. He has to reach out to me. Are we 12? Mm-hmm. It's yeah. Like, it's so silly because I bet you I never text people first, but if we're in an argument immediately, I'm the first text because I don't, it's silly. It's stupid. Like, we just got to get it out of there, you know? Um, so I just feel like the fact that she has to play all these games, and, and I do think she's right. She does have to play these games with him. That tells me enough about how he's just annoying. Yeah, I, I feel like there's definitely people out there who obviously, and I think of specifically How I Met Your Mother, mm-hmm. like that show where on the show you have all these like little side storylines where it's like, you never text the person first or you wait three days before you call or, and I feel like that is such just sitcom nonsense. Yeah. And I say this as someone who actually subscribed to it as a, growing up as a teen. Cause I don't know better. I feel of like course. I'm learning stuff. Um, but then you realize that nah, it ain't that deep. Like it depends on the person you're with. Some people, again, like I've talked about this before, but um, if, especially if you're in a fight, some people approach it differently than others. For example, if Liana and I get into a discussion or a heated argument that one of us or both of us gets mad, Liana needs alone time to process and, and do her own thing. Mm-hmm. I'm the opposite. I need 
I want to solve it immediately slash like talk through it. Or if I'm sad, I, I like being approached to talk about it. I don't like being left alone because I'm an overthinker. And yeah. if it's not a big deal in my head, it becomes a big deal. Um, but again, knowing that about your partner does levels because when we first um, were living together and we're realizing some of these things, it wasn't going well because we have this opposite <laughs> solution to things. Yeah, 100%. But now it's a whole different ballgame. When Liana's not feeling good or, or she's not happy, I know to let her process and then she'll collect me when she's she wants to talk. And when I'm not feeling happy, Liana will comfort me and, and talk to me immediately because she knows that's what I need. So none of these nonsense Gross. rules. It's giving grown up energy. I know. It's like I, you know, I look back at teen self and I'm like, yeah, no, none of that. None of the TV stuff worked, man. And I feel like that's currently where these two are. But yep. like you said, though, if your partner is into those rules and games and stuff, that then you got to go that way. Yeah, which sucks. Don't get like mm-hmm. it's still stupid, and I don't like. And I wish better for all of us that we don't, you know, end up in these situations. Yeah. Also, both Sophie and Rob, through different metrics, graded the odds of their relationship. <laughs> and Sophie said it was a fifty-fifty to her mom. And Rob later to his friend says, on a scale of one to ten, ten being I'm very down to marry her, and one being I want nothing to do with her. I'm at a four. If y'all don't even have passing grades for your relationship, what are you doing here? Yeah, like what is the reason that this has happened that we're here for? Like, is it is I don't okay, I don't want to dive into what's working here. No, because I that's what I'm saying. I just feel like there needs to be a therapist, right? That actually goes on. Granted, if you're a real therapist, like you're not going to diagnose people uh, that you don't know. But I wish that someone as a therapist could be like, this is exactly what Rob is. This is what Sophie is. And this is why it doesn't work. But we're not in the diagnosing business. So we will not. Exactly. What we will do instead is move over to the to the laundromat. This mm-hmm. is where... um Rob is with his time, you know, she's left. So he's doing chores and stuff. He's at the laundromat and his friends, Ty and Tarai come to visit him and check on him and see how he's doing. And before they get in, he does tell the cameras that, yeah, you know, Claire told me I'm not a real man. And that's where she lost respect for me. And I was like, you 100% seem like the type of guy who that is, that is the be all end all. If you're told you're not man enough, mm-hmm. you're like, it's like it, Rob gives me the energy of if someone said, what are you chicken? He'll do it. Like, doesn't matter what yeah, it is. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I love that because it's so true. Yeah. So what did you think about uh, his friends and his conversation here? I think that the friend um, felt a little bit more mature than him, right? And the reason I say that is because if you remember, what, what was it that they went bowling? Whatever. When they met Sophie, I felt like for the first time or early uh where she they were like sophie why did you go through you know rob's phone right that conversation i felt like since then they've been pretty jaded with rob and how he talks about them and their relationship so that's why to me it felt like they were being pretty normal and kind Mm -hmm. of being like you should have a conversation and you should like figure this out and don't be like weird yeah, I feel like his friends definitely 
first of all, we did see uh, one of them being very empathetic to yeah. Sophie's cause when they went to the club. Or was it when they were at the That's club? That's what I'm I saying. So. I don't remember where, but like I that conversation was like way more in my head when I was watching this, where I was like, I think they just are caught on to his ass. Yes. And and I think they recognize that because I think at the end when they were asked their feelings by the production in the confessional, they did say they feel like he's going to be miserable, but they didn't say it in to me. It didn't seem like in a way where so, it's Sophie's fault. He yeah, exactly. Like exactly. He's doing something that he clearly doesn't want to do is what yeah, they were like. kind of like stand up, like just make, be a, like a grown up. That's how what I felt about that situation. Yeah. Which, again, I very much appreciate because mm-hmm. I feel like I feel like Rob definitely isn't. And again, he takes things way too personally when I don't think there's anything to feel personal, like have it feel personal yeah. either. Um, and I think he's very quick to just be like, yeah, no, anything her mom says, she'll just double down and ride with her mom on it. And to me, it's like, well, when she's having these conversations with you and you will not listen and then you mm-hmm. argue it to the point where she has to drop it, those feelings aren't resolved because she's just not talking to you about them anymore because you're not having a safe environment for that conversation to come up. Yep, it's not a, it's not a productive you. combo. So then when mom comes in and says that, of course, she's going to side with her mom because she agrees with that take. It's not that she's agreeing with her mom because it's her mom. If she didn't agree with that take, she wouldn't agree with it. Yeah. And I just it just feels like he isn't even like giving her a little bit benefit of the doubt. And because I'm I'm trying to find a way to empathize with him. Right. Where I do understand what it means. Like he I'm privileged right where my parents like god forbid even now at 32 I don't live with them I'm not dependent on them but they set me up in life so that I could be here you know what I mean Mm -hmm. like it isn't a um like it wasn't magically oh my I don't need my parents it's like I didn't have to buy my car right that all this stuff adds up basically as the privilege so I understand that Rob does, didn't have that. A lot of other people have head starts, but um, and the, you know, and there's a chip on his shoulder because of it. I think all that makes sense. I just wish that he'd pause and see that this isn't someone, Sophie, um, that is against you. Yeah, like she can help you, and y'all could together build a great life. But he's too busy worrying about the women on Snapchat. Yeah, I mean, the relationship is teamwork, and I feel like to Rob, this is a team, but one of us is the star player, mm-hmm. and you got to let the star player cook. And I don't think that's the way it is, really. Yeah, I agree with you. Um, and I just feel like he wants to be like the quote unquote man, right? When he's when it's his time and when he wants to, but other times he's like, Sophie, you're you don't even have a job, and your mom pays for everything. Pick a side. <laughs> yeah. So the next time on with them, I found kind of interesting because it has nothing to do with Sophie and Rob. It has everything to do with Sophie and her mom, uh, specifically Sophie coming out as bi to her mom. Yes. But then also her mom, again, trying to chip away at this relationship is like, I don't think you should get married until you've been with a girl. <laughs> Honestly, mom is me because I first uh, um, the way mom's reaction, right? They did show a little bit about how Sophie is going to come out to her mom and her Mm -hmm. mom was like, well, why didn't you tell me? 
I feel like that would be me where I'd be like, how did I fail? Yeah. Like, and I, am I not woke enough? <laughs> well, that's the thing is that it, the, at no point did I think with or without the prediction or the preview, mm. were we going to think that she's going to have an issue with this or yeah. be like rejecting <laughs> the notion. But the immediate response being, I would have, I support you. Like, why didn't you tell me? And then to pivot to, wait, actually, yeah, uh, maybe you shouldn't get married then. <laughs> like, how about that? How about we follow that rule? No, she found her in, I feel. Mm-hmm. And she's like, let's do it. Let's end this. Because Again, I feel like that's how I'd be where I know, right, in my mind, oh, you're not supposed to, like, you know, tell your, like, kids, hate to do every, you know, it'd be like, push them so much because I know that would piss me off. So I wouldn't do it. But <laughs> you have to be like, oh, I found an in. Let me exploit the shit out of that. <laughs> yeah. So um, I want to ask you, do you think these two are going to get married at the end of the season? Oh my god, I've been thinking so hard. I, it, I my head says yes, but it just I so bad don't want this for either of them. Cuz I feel like maybe he will so cheat. And I feel like she is going to like be so miserable. So I I don't want it to happen, but I think it might. Yeah, so as of right now, they're 20 days away from marriage, uh, according to the Chirons that we've been getting. Yeah. And the fact that the next preview doesn't even have Rob in it, I'm just so curious, when are they going to patch things up? Because, and, and I talked about this a little bit last week, but just looking at how many days are left in each of these uh, weddings and mm-hmm. plannings, I feel like we're getting close to the finale. Um and the finale could be as soon as two weeks from now, based on what I'm seeing. So yeah. then the question is, how do we fill up the 20 days for y'all? And how, when do you patch things up? Because if the preview is just mom still being like, nah, you shouldn't be with them. Then wh- where are we going? We aren't exactly. I don't unfortunately think that we're going anywhere. That's so bad to say. It's just. I feel unfortunate that I think maybe Sophie feels like she's kind of stuck and needs to just say yes. Mm -hmm. That breaks my heart for her. Yeah, I know. And I just I hope Rob breaks up with her. That's what I'm saying. I feel like Rob just has a little bit more healing to do about his. um, Like, yeah, his growth and where he is in his life. I just want him to also heal and not. Feel so like frustrated by, you know, any criticism coming his way. Yeah. Like I'm looking ahead right now on the uh, schedule for 90 Day Fiance, and you'll Mm -hmm. find this interesting. So up until the 4th of February, there is an episode of 90 Day. Okay. Then there's no episode of 90 Day on the 11th. Hmm. Oh, because of the Super Bowl. That makes sense. That makes sense. Okay, well, the heads up, no, uh, no podcast that week. Uh, but then the week after that, yeah. there is a new episode for. Okay, so there's still more new episodes until at least the 18th of February. So Damn. we'll see. But that could be like seven reunions. I mean, and that's the thing. <laughs> when do the reunions begin? Where do we go with that? So we'll yeah. find out uh, later on. We're gonna take a quick break here, and then when we get back, we are going to talk about Nikki. And Igor, stay with us. 
Hey, it's Rob. If you missed our 17th place roundtable, we had a good one. Chappelle and I got together with Brandon Donlin, Zach Wurtenberger, and Maddie for a very fun podcast talking about week two of Survivor. On Friday night, Taryn had the first BB Can roundtable. Whether you're keeping up with every episode or just want to know what's going on, Taryn, Melissa, and Chappelle have everything from week one of BB Can. And the Amazing Race is back this week. I'll be kicking off the season with Mike and Jess on Thursday. So be on the lookout for that here on RHAP. We know reality TV. Judy was boring. Hello. Then Judy discovered Jumbacasino.com. It's my little escape. Now Judy's the life of the party. Oh, baby, mama's bringing home the bacon. Whoa, take it easy, Judy. The Chumba life is for everybody. So go to ChumbaCasino.com and play over 100 casino-style games. Join today and play for free for your chance to redeem some serious prizes. ChumbaCasino.com. No purchase necessary. Voidware prohibited by law. 18 plus terms and conditions apply. See website for details. Hello, it is Ryan, and I was on a flight the other day playing one of my favorite social spin slot games on ChumbaCasino.com. I looked over at the person sitting next to me, and you know what they were doing? They were also playing Chumba Casino. Coincidence? I think not. Everybody's loving having fun with it. Chumba Casino is home to hundreds of casino style games that you can play for free anytime, anywhere, even at 30,000 feet. So sign up now at ChumbaCasino.com to claim your free welcome bonus. That's ChumbaCasino.com and live the Chumba life. No purchase necessary. VGW. Void. we prohibited by law. See terms and conditions. 18 plus. Hey guys, it is Ryan. I'm not sure if you know this about me, but I'm a bit of a fun fanatic when I can. I like to work, but I like fun too. It's a thing. And now the truth is out there. I can tell you about my favorite place to have fun. Chumba Casino. They have hundreds of social casino style games to choose from with new games released each week. You can play for free anytime, anywhere, and each day brings a new chance to collect daily bonuses. So join me in the fun. Sign up now at ChumbaCasino.com. No purchase necessary. VGW. Void or prohibited by law. See terms and conditions. 18 plus. All right. So time to talk about Nikki and Igor here, who we referred to a little bit at the beginning of the podcast, but they are getting close to the end of Nikki's trip here in Moldova, and they don't feel like they're on the right page ever but it seems like by the end of the episode they were on the same page yeah horse therapy really works shout out the horse girls apparently yeah so we hear that uh, Igor says that he had made a whole schedule for him and Nikki uh, before she even got here and today's horseback riding day but then they've been arguing and things have been a little tough and so Nikki's in the, they're in the car and Nikki says, you know, I didn't come to Moldova to fight with you. And it's clearly seeming to try and fix things, but I don't know what she did in the morning that Igor's so bothered by that. She did something this morning that doesn't feel like they're a couple. I don't think that, that's what I'm saying. I just feel like he, he said, I'm just reading my notes that I cooked breakfast for you, I believe. And uh, breakfast and, food and dishes so i'm wondering if he has that conversation the night before right the frustration is still lingering Mm -hmm. and then he's like and now i have to act like the woman quote unquote and pay you know and like make all this shit for you blah 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 so i'm assuming that is what happened yeah because we do see a little flashback to last week's episode where his friend was telling him about how yeah, should take charge and like be the ma- like take mm-hmm. the masculine side of the relationship back or whatever. 
And so he's proceeding to like yell about this stuff that she has to change and she has to do more and that he had to clean and do this and put the garbage out. And she's like, yeah, but you're hosting me. If I was hosting you, I would do that. Like, yes, I don't correct. And I don't think she's wrong in that assessment at all. I feel like typically when you're the one hosting, you'll do that. If you want it to be a 50 50, that can be. But you got to have the conversation. You can't have the expectation for no reason. Yeah. And when I we talked about this a little bit pre-show, too. But when I tell y'all, I could not stop laughing at how he was doing like it felt like a little baby trying to you know walk right like a little giraffe that was just born because I was like this is what you think is being a man are you not embarrassed like and then the fact that he kept yelling like a weirdo yeah I mean that was the thing that to me that felt like okay I'm the man what I must be yet loud and yell and like really hammer home what my opinions are and it just felt like he was not listening at all which you definitely need to be doing yeah he was giving I am man you know mm-hmm. like mm, you will listen to me Look, I'm, when I tell you I would not stop laughing if like my husband ever did that I would be like what happened this is so funny yeah I mean it really went nowhere um, then they get to the horse right, horseback riding place and it feels like we didn't even see the first scene it was a whole different couple um, yeah they're going to recreate the photo they took long ago on horses. And then they go aside to talk a little bit. And this is where Nikki says, you know, this is the last trip before the K1 gets approved. And we need to work on this together. He apologizes. She apologizes. They both swap. I love yous. And they're like, all right, let's just get excited for the engagement celebration tomorrow. And that's all we got. Yeah. And it, like, what did I- <laughs> What I literally my notes say did I did we miss something because how can you go from like threesome right like this is what I want I'm young blah 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 which again I do think that it wasn't fair for Nikki to be like I did all that when I was young yeah he he he's young now <laughs> um but it's just all of that came to a head where he's like I am mad you will submit to me and it and the horses just made it all good. That's all it took. And then ultimately we see that he's like, oh, yeah, and we're, we're let's celebrate our, our engagement. That's coming up. And I feel like that is where the episode leaves us. And then the next time on was very awkward because it felt like it lasted longer than most next time on scenes, but mm-hmm. they're at their engagement party. And one of Igor's uh, friends, I believe says, Nikki, you promised us a live performance. Where are we? Are we getting that? And she, they show us her singing, but they lingered way too long on people's reactions to the singing. But then also it's just spliced in with Igor saying how great everything is and how gorgeous she looks. So If Igor's happy, Nikki's happy. I'm happy, but we'll see how the engagement party goes. Yeah, it looked, listen, Igor is so in love with her because the singing, fascinating. I'll just leave it at that. Mm -hmm. Uh, And I'm very excited to see how it actually all turns out, right? Because of editing. But it, to me, felt like Igor was like, this is the most beautiful, perfect woman in the world. And you know what? That's all you want from your man. That's exactly what we're looking for. Yes. (laughs) Yes. <laughs> That's a man. How about that? Yeah. How about not less yelling, more this? Yeah. <laughs> then you're on the right track. 
And then we can move on to a couple that did uh, exercise their right in yelling at each other for most of the episode. It's time for Gino and Jasmine. So Gino and Jasmine are finally back in Michigan after their lovely trip that they had taken. And uh, things are kind of going back to normal, but obviously the last day of their vacation, as they were packing, Jasmine lets out the bomb of, yeah, by the way, that two grand I needed, Dane lent me that. Um, And that's where we are. So they're 46 days away from the wedding. So if you had any doubts, this is the couple that's ending the show. Uh, the finale because we're still halfway left in their journey. Yeah, when it said forty six days, I said what you are lying. <laughs> Somehow they still have forty six days when everyone else is twenty or less days. How is every single day with them so tumultuous? It's so funny to me, Sasha. So obviously Gino's not okay with the Dane stuff. He's still in a he's in a salty mood, and we see. Jasmine saying confessional it's fully my fault like I'm taking full blame I understand where he's coming from I should have told him I didn't it's fine and then he's like but what is Dane expecting from you for giving you the two grand and she's like nothing he's an altruistic person this is like charity laugh out loud funny it is charity it is charity Sasha so here's my take Um, I think he was giving her that money and he didn't mind because they have a good like mm-hmm. connection or relationship, um, friendship, I was about to say. Uh, but to call it charity is ridiculous. <laughs> <laughs> I'm telling you, first of all, Jasmine, Jasmine says, You want you said content, I will give you content. Because if she was a real one, that would have been taken to her grave. Because guess why? Then you get to keep your friendship with your quote unquote friend, but you a fool. Yeah. Well, then we we talk some more here because Gino, I think part of the big reason he's upset is that Jasmine has not taken kindly to him talking to his exes. Mm-hmm. And this comes up, and this is where Jasmine says. Yeah, no, this isn't the same. My ex is just a friend and nice to me. Your ex, first of all, when you talk to your ex, you gave her my nudes. She then sent my nudes to my teaching job. I got fired from that job and was trying to blackmail me. I was doing all sorts of trouble. And this is where the fight actually starts because Gino follows it up with, did you say anything to provoke that fight or did she just start attacking you? And no. my God, you know, we talked about earlier how Sophie is 23 and probably like a little more naive, little, you know, still growing, still maturing. Gino is older than me and he lacks the basic understanding of human conversation because it's like he doesn't I don't believe that he's trying to be vicious here. He just doesn't understand how to talk to people. Oh, my God. OK, when he did that. OK. First thing, I for for only positive, I think I can say for Gino, but I do think that G speaking of like I am man, Gino actually I feel like is low-key stepping up in that way where he like has started handling her a little bit more, right? Where he Mm -hmm. he's not he doesn't feel like a pushover to me. No. That's just, no. you know, I feel I feel like it's a little bit of growth. Uh, it, it's it's what this relationship needed a little bit because you see her backing down way more lately than before. So 
Now, now that I've said all the nice things, <laughs> is this man losing his marbles, right? Like, are you um, uh, dementia? Has that come over you for your big age? I don't understand why you would talk to this lady who already a little, a little, a little, you know, the Lulu. Um, and she had that big ass knife in her hand. Oh, my God. They kept zooming in on that knife like it was going to do something. No, did you see how she held it? Yeah. Uh-huh. She held it vertically with the tip being the top, the top of the knife. And she was like yielding this as a weapon. It was like this- it was literally like, say something else. That's stupid. Please. Yeah. Go ahead. And listen, as a hothead, me, uh, sometimes like if I'm cutting something and then like uh, Karthik, my husband, like maybe, you know, but like we'll say something like silly and I'll be like, Mm what'd you say? You know, as like a joke and I'm cutting something, he'll just be like, you got to put the knife down. Like I just, (laughs) you can't. So it's just for me, even a joke, it's... It's not not even not allowed. It's like stressful, I'll say yeah. in our house. So I can't imagine in the middle of a fight, just because the cameras were there. You're telling me she wanna throw the knife at him? That's the thing. It's like you're asking her if like she was prov- she was provoking your ex. And then it's like this is so tone deaf because you were there. You were you've been there through all this with her. And she has to relive the, she's talking about her, the emotional trauma she went through with this woman. Mm-hmm. And again, the blackmailing, the fact that she lost her job and like, it's, it's like putting her in a blender and you are, this is someone you're not talking to anymore, your ex. And you're saying, did you say anything to provoke her or was she just attacking you? What is that going to help here? Like, why does that matter? Gino is in his, I'm telling you, I am man era, right? Where here's the thing. Jasmine was doing a little gaslighting, a lo- a lot of bit pivoting. Mm-hmm. Okay. So I think he didn't know necessarily how to match that with his own delusion. So um I feel like this was his way of matching the Delulu. But I just want to say stand up because she got a knife. So when when a woman, I feel like you know this, when a woman says, wait, what did you say? Y'all know we heard you. Yeah, what did you say with like a bit of an eye squint and uh, you're in trouble? Just get ready to explain what you said or clarify because it didn't land the first time. That's what I'm saying. I was like, I feel like that is the the worldwide, you know, page one of what a woman, you know, actually means or what a woman wants. (laughs) It's when women say, what did you say? You have to be like, oh, what I meant. And no, this is what I actually said. Yeah, I feel like he just didn't catch on. And he kept repeating himself every time she was like, "What? I can't believe you said this. And he just kept repeating himself. And then Jasmine did the thing we have seen her do before, which is she's super hurt and she's immediately trying to hurt you back. But 10 times worse. Yep. And she's like, you know what? I wish I had sex with Dane last night instead of you. I said it and he would do it good too. He knows what to do. He knows where everything goes. He knows where the hand should be. Obviously, she didn't say all this. I'm ad-libbing. Um, but she was basically like, he knows all the right spots, mm-hmm. all the right places, and you don't because you're stupid and he's great. And he would, yeah. Yeah, you get the point. <laughs> yeah, I was like, yes, Puya, tell us more. Why am I writing a novel here? 
<laughs> Listen, hashtag I am mad. <laughs> um, so then she leaves, she's in tears, and she's crying about what he said, and ultimately she's like, I decided to forgive this guy despite him giving her nudes to this woman, and this idiot has the audacity to ask me what I did to provoke her. Uh, meanwhile, in the other room, Gino's like, you know, I feel bad, but I think the best move is to let her cool off. And again, this is him learning about how to deal with his partner. So he comes back after 30 minutes, he apologizes, and then she apologizes for hurting him. And he says, listen, I, I'm hurt that you talk to your ex because when you were hurt about me talking to my ex, I cut it off, but I'm telling you I'm hurt. And I need you to do the same thing. If you want me to stop talking to my exes, I would like for you to do the same. And she immediately agrees with him. Yeah, I'm telling you, it just it felt like, again, maybe they maybe the cameras came back seven days later, because how do you go from like literally throat, you know, cutting him 30 minutes? Yeah. To now this. Yeah, it immediately changed everything. She agrees to do it. And then we see her proceed to send a voice note to Dane. But it was interesting to me. So I wrote down to show us her screen. And it's a WhatsApp chat for reference. So the only thing that's in this chat history is two hours prior to the time it is right now. Dane writing, hey, babe. To Jasmine. Mm -hmm. He has last opened whatsapp at 240 it is now 241 and jasmine is sending a voice note but also the fact that there's no other messages there really was curious for me uh because why is that the way it is but she basically sent a voice note and said listen i feel like you understand because if you had a fiance and you that you would understand that we shouldn't be talking to each other so that's it i'm prioritizing gino and that's it i guess ultimately that's the end of that with ding Allegedly. Yeah. And when I say that voice message, if I were to ever be broken up with, actually, like, but not in reality, uh, to, with my like non um, dating, that is exactly how I would like to be broken up with. <laughs> with a voice note on WhatsApp? No, I mean, the way she talked about him, right? Where she's like, you're so amazing because did mm -hmm. you see Gino's face she's like what the hell um so where he she was like you're so amazing you're this you're that like I you know really care about you and you know she's implying that Gino basically is making me do this oh, without sure. saying it that's what I'm saying it's just it was such a good and messy a classy messy and I loved it <laughs> well then I heard something that I wish I didn't hear. Um, and that was yeah. Gino. They, they make up. They're fine. And then Gino says, baby talk. And she says, nope, not right now. You don't deserve it right now. And this confirms my worst nightmare. And that is that Gino likes baby talk as foreplay. Check the hard drive. <laughs> I was... Mm -mm. perplexed i nope. still don't know how to process it I was like i hate that y'all baby talk for dirty talk it, it is nasty uh anyway we can now move and forward oh i will say let me not like we all our voices change when we get around you know the person we're in love with oh, yeah we i think all of us have like the high-pitched silly yes. voice that we do 
But never call it when, baby talk. Uh, like I, I would divorce you. Yeah, like, never call mean? it baby talk, please. Uh, yeah, I would not allow that. <laughs> yeah, absolutely not. Oh my god! So then, let's talk about a couple here who uh, we got the parents meeting for the first time. It's Sam and Citra, Sasha. Actually, no, hold on, hold on, hold the phone. I got to look at the next time on for Gino and Jasmine, lest I forget. And. Wouldn't you know it? Maybe I am psychic because yeah, they don't have a next time on. Yeah, uh, that's what I thought. I was like, I don't think they had. Uh, I could have fully just done this smoothly. But then also upon looking at my notes, I realized that I did not have a segment for Ashley and Manuel. But we're going to talk about them instead right now. Let's um, Ashley and Manuel, their relationship has been the same song, different background every week where they're fine. Then they fight because Manuel doesn't like the money. Uh, habits the spending habits Ashley wants him to adapt and it's an argument that's happening and then they're fine but this time Sasha they're having this exact same argument at Niagara Falls so that's nice oh my god the thing is we're in Niagara Falls right like Ashley at the end of this segment does say right like water it cleanses us blah 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 um will it cleanse my brain of these two people right I I'm I came on here last time and I said, oh, I really enjoyed this couple. I think they're like fun, messy. Absolutely not. They are so pathetic. I (laughs) am so tired of these two. And I wasn't even supposed to say this on the pod. Uh, I I told myself I have to be nice, but they irk me, right? Like Sumit irked me in a way that I'm like, I will give you your lashings and I'll move on with my Mm. life. But these two, like they just stick in my brain with like the irritation it's like nails on a chalkboard irritation because what the every time there's an issue they they go you know in the bathroom and apparently ashley's brain like the endorphins that are released just gives amnesia yeah it's, it was good. both of them they're both like oh everything's fine we can figure it out and then the next morning yeah, man he's know like, what he'd be doing yeah He's what like, think? I can't Wait, what do you walk mean? away. No, because I feel like he's giving, I can't walk away. How do I get them, get Ashley to end this conversation? That's right. Sex. Yeah. And then they go about their business. Then the next morning, she's like, uh, I was thinking of stopping by at Starbucks. Do you want anything? Like, ah, Starbucks, you're wasting money again. And then repeat. That's literally their storyline for the better part of three months now. Yeah, like, save me, God, from this. I just, I cannot. Yeah, well, I will say I did enjoy the Niagara Falls of it all, as did Manuel. He loved this Mm. surprise that he got. Absolutely adored it. But after they talk about the fighting with the money stuff again, more and more, um, I did like the moment where she in confession was like, "Uh, why? You had so much time to save money to bring. Why didn't you bring it? And he's like, the money is in the U.S. Why would I bring money to the U.S.? This is where money is made. (laughs) Well, what kind of excuse is this? When I tell you I couldn't stop laughing at that, like, what are you? Don't talk about it. Save money. Why would I save money? U.S. is money. And that's where we're wrong. Yeah. Recession. (laughs) So they both agree that no matter what, they're always going to work on this or always going to try and communicate. He says in confessional, you know, we have everything's different. Food is different. Cultures, different people are different. But the communication is going to be key to our relationship. And then they're they're getting cleansed by the rainbows and the waterfall at Niagara Falls. And they're loving this moment. 
And they're like, yeah, no, we're going to get married. It's going to be great. Is it Delulu? They are the the poster children for Delulu till it's Trululu, but it's not. And why aren't y'all understanding that? Yeah. Like nothing is fixed. She's constantly spending money, but she doesn't want to give him uh, uh, any money. And it's it's weird, like the money stuff, I feel, because I do agree that sometimes as Americans, we can or as people, I don't know that this is just an America thing, uh, that consumerism is crazy. It's part of, you know, all, our life and capitalism is going to get our ass. And also, why don't you have a dollar saved? <laughs> so well, that's the thing. Wrong. That's how I feel. Yeah, because I feel like, and, and obviously, I feel like a lot of their fights will stop once Manuel can work. Yes, and I think bring in an extra income, and then they can talk about how much they want to send to the family. But for right now, I feel like they're having the same argument because she's kind of like, yeah, this is all for us, but also I'm not going to be told how to spend my money. Mm-hmm. If I want to buy a coffee, I'm buying it, and if you if we want to send money to your family, that's cool too. But you're not telling me how to do it. And then you're not going to shame me for doing stuff I enjoy. So yeah. again, can we fast forward? Put them on happily ever after. Yeah. So just like, don't have to, let's skip. Let's skip to that point. Let's see if they're different then. Yeah. It's like you are the maid of the mist and you're freaking nonsense. Like, oh my God. I'm just, yes, please. Well, then next time on, we do see them having fun on a boat. I believe they've arrived at their wedding destination, which was going to be Florida. But he sat on the party boat because his, he wants his kids to be here. And I felt sad. Mm, I know. But that's what I'm seeing. It's like I keep going back and forth, back and forth. Um, but I do I do believe that they're both incredibly a hot mess. But this mm. is the hardest part of 90 Day. I mean, you know, uh, just being away from your family is just the worst feeling if you all get along. And I can't imagine kids being in the mix for Jasmine, for Manuel, right? Like all these folks that just have kids and they're trying to um, trying to like better their life for and for love, right? All, both can be this together. And it's just it feels so horrid. Yeah, I agree with that. It's it's heartbreaking to see. And it's moments like this where it's like, even though I'm sick of them on the show or I'm sick of any couple on the show, mm-hmm. moments like this really remind me that they're just two humans that happen to have a camera crew following their very real struggle and journey towards finding love and balancing their life together. So Yeah, 100 percent. Yeah, well, we shall move on now to Sam and Sutra, who I was teasing earlier. Uh, they are together, obviously, as is Citra's family who have joined us from Indonesia to meet up with both Sam and his family for this wedding. And this was, I don't know, this was weird because basically the gist of this story is American food, not all that. I feel like they they were obviously, uh, they were here to have American lunch with the family. Yeah. And they had done fried chicken and what was it mashed potatoes? Yeah, I think it was giving like a KFC meal. Yeah, it kind of felt like that a little bit. And they were like, well, American food doesn't seem to have much flavor. And we usually have more vegetables in our dishes. Mm-hmm. And I was like, oh, there's there's vegetable based dishes in America. But that's not what gets advertised as American food. Yeah. And here's the thing. 
I I love Indian food, right? Like that's really all the food I eat. Uh, it is what it is. It's who I am. Uh, anyway, but I think, and I've only had kosher fried chicken, but fried chicken is really one of the best things to come out of America. Mm-hmm. And, and that fried chicken looked good, Puya. It did. I liked it. It looked very nice. Very the crispy. I could tell there was going to be a good cr- bite to it. Yes. Um, my question is, potentially, if they're saying it's not flavorful, because I truly do believe I can make the same fried chicken twice. One with like just like a little salt and pepper. One with my paprika, my yep. my Cajun mix, and then it's a different flavor palette. So I'm curious if there was a lack of extra seasoning on this. I'm not sure. But again, Sam is very much a generalizing person. And he's mm-hmm. like, yeah, I guess uh, they thought all we do is eat potatoes and everything tastes weird, bad, like no, like nothing. I was like, ah, I feel like you can switch that up because this is when he um, last was it last week or the week before when she made him the spicy noodles. And yep. he's like, yes, because you've burnt off your your taste buds and now it has to be spicy. And I was like, no, this is not what we're saying here. And I was so close to being like, uh-uh, don't make me drag your, you know, chicken breast with no salt have an ass. Yeah, but I will say, to give them credit, they look good to me from where yeah, I was I, That's what I'm saying. <laughs> For once, I'm going to be, unfortunately, on the American side <laughs> where I'm just going to be like, no, I think that was good. And I love a good mashed potato. Like oh, I love mashed potatoes. It's it's like the American thing as an immigrant I'm really into. And one of the, you know, few vegetarian things I can eat. Um, if it's made with obviously no chicken sock or whatever. Anyway, but I feel like mashed potatoes, mac and cheese, and fried chicken. The heaven. holy trinity. I'm here for heaven. it. I just I, I mm-mm. I just feel like they were dead ass wrong on well, they, that one. Yeah, I mean, and, and they got these, like, uh, for me, as someone who has both been a dinner guest and hosted, mm-hmm. part of me would have felt a little insulted if they all grabbed, like, the tiniest portion of food. Right? I and I like, think the dad said that. Yeah, it's like, they bought they got drumstick and, like, the small, like, a tablespoon of mashed potato. I was like, we're not rationing. You can have some more. Please have some more. Yeah. And like I said, I think out of all the American fruit, it's not like they gave you some like chicken breast and gravy. It wasn't right? a meatloaf, you know? Yeah. I just felt like that was a good meal. And it's just, I I don't know. I think you can maybe have got from Indonesia your, your favorite spice, um, you know, like a hot sauce or something. Mm-hmm. But outside of that, I felt like you are dead ass wrong to insult the fried chicken. <laughs> I also felt like Sam was dead ass wrong when his dad said the sweetest conversation about Mm -hmm. them getting married. And he's like, yeah, you know, I feel like of my five kids, I've always thought that Sam was the most immature, but he's definitely grown with Citra. And I feel like Citra has helped him a lot. And I've grown to love them as a couple and I'm rooting for them or something along those lines. And then the next scene is Sam saying, man, dad's throwing me under the bus a little bit, bringing up me being immature. He should stick to the good stuff. I was like, you little shit like you clearly are getting bigged up here with a growth arc take it yeah a hundred percent i uh i again i understand where he's coming from because in his mind he still has to tell uh citra's dad about his probation i keep forgetting what it's called um 
because I have so many opinions on it. But anyway, his little um, run in with the law. So I think it's more coming from that than actual reality. Yeah, I think going on. in the back of his mind, that's all he's thinking about. Yep. That's all he's thinking about. And I feel like that is weighing on him no matter what is being said at the dinner table. Uh, I did find it funny that Brian then next brings up, uh, is marijuana legal there? <laughs> it's like, what is this dinner conversation? No, um, he's a mess, this man. Yeah, and then the the what's it called? The dad immediately was like, "Nope, if you have one stick, so like one joint, that's five years in prison, and that's not good. Like that doesn't fly." And this obviously does not help Sam's nerves at all. And then we see the next scene. They're sitting outside on the rocking chair, and Citra is like, "Okay." I don't like that we're keeping this from my dad. We're telling him now. So they, the sisters go inside and then it's just Sam Citra and her dad. And she's immediately like, tell him about the diversion. Tell him, tell him about the diversion now. So he explains, you know, I had this medicine. It was in a, in a non-prescribed bottle. Da, 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 da. And she's definitely not giving him the exact translation. No! She's oh giving him the God. footnotes. He was arrested for drug possession for medicine that was his, but expired. I was like, well, that doesn't sound good. Um, but and then I he, don't agree with Sam. But maybe I'm wrong. But I was like, even if it's expired, your name still be on the bottle, babe. Mm-hmm. It's like, just say that it was not in a bottle that was either prescribed mm-hmm. to you or that was it's just like sussy. unmarked or whatever. Sussy. I'll just say that about the whole thing. And then it's just unfortunate that that something that can help you live a better life and now that you have a full-on dependent right from another country mm-hmm. um how can you forget to fill this thing out right to me that just tell like I, personally if i was a parent i would be like listen i understand you know like all this stuff like addictions and you know a disease mm-hmm. like blah 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 in my most you know like understanding way and I feel like something that can help you because I felt like the judge was doing a favor, right? By giving, I think this so, by offering the program. Yeah. And the fact that you have someone going to be, again, fully dependent on you living in a house with two other men. Uh, it, you know them, but she doesn't. And she's from another country. All that together, and you just forget. That's. Mm-mm. Like, to me, I don't know that I want my child dependent on someone like that. That would be actually bigger issue for me. Yeah, to me, I felt like. I feel like Sam obviously fumbled the bag hard because something as serious as this that you could see jail time. How was this not your number one priority over whatever else you did to miss this deadline? Um, And again, I feel like he's very concerned with framing it in a way that'll seem less harmful. But the reality is, no matter how you spin this to her dad, the bottom line of the story is I might see jail time for mm-hmm. six months to a year. And I don't think you can like I could say, yeah, I, I picked roses by the highway that I was not supposed to. And I got in trouble for it. It's I think the, the main concern is still six months to a year. I'm I, after us getting married. I might not be around your daughter yes that's where i am too yep. yeah i'm like you're worrying too much about framing it when the reality is the problem is what matters more yep um and then 
you know, the dad says, does he know, he knows, you know, my job, right? <laughs> that <laughs> scared me. Yeah. Well, then he said, I will take Citra back to Indonesia, Indonesia. If she goes to, if he goes to jail and he also tells him to his face that if you ever do drugs, I won't let you marry my daughter. And he's like, I'm, I'm, I'm addicted to your daughter, sir. <laughs> I see. Here's the thing. I don't think he's going to end up in jail. I think if he did, they wouldn't put him on the show. Yeah. Oh. Right. So I think we'll be fine. Yeah. And again, oh, I did share some news with you. So you got to bring that up at the end of the season, of course. No spoilers right yes. now. Yes. And yes, I feel yes. like that might give us a little bit more that like it's going to be fine. Yeah, no, I think that's a good shout for sure. Mm-hmm. But for right now, this is kind of where they left us with. So he told her uh, him about the the diversion stuff. And then we see next time on Sam asking his mom if she'll come to the conversion ceremony. And naturally, Sam's mom is not about that. And then uh, we see that uh, Citra's dad is concerned about the wedding, about the marriage. And Citra's actually going to stand up for Sam to her dad. So we'll see how that plays out. Yeah, let's see. Mm-hmm. I am very much uh, on the edge of my seat with for this. Yeah, but I will say with this, outside of Sam's mom, I'm very happy to see the way Brian took to Citra's family. And mm-hmm. I'm very happy to see the way Citra's dad handled everything. Now let's talk about a parent that I'm not a fan of. And that is, of course, the person who we thought would be a very fun meme character this season. It's closet mom. It's time to talk about Clayton and Natalie here. Yeah. Okay. So they're 10 days away from getting married somehow. And by the end of the episode, they're three days away from getting married. So we just time jumping all over the map with these two. Um, But we see big issues in their relationship. So they're still dealing with some wedding planning issues. Specifically, the issues are that, um, well, first of all, mom is upset about some issues with Annalie. Mom doesn't like that Annalie doesn't speak English. She wishes Anna, uh, Annalie would speak English more. And she wishes that Annalie would cook some American food once a week. I would like something American. Where's the cheese? Where are the cheeseburgers at? Um, and then also says that she wants to just make sure that her son is taken care of. I'm like, yeah, well, sounds like Annalie is cooking up some some tasty, fresh, healthier options but you want your son to be on burgers. I don't think that's your son being taken care of necessarily. Also, what in the world is this? Like you can listen. There are burgers at every delivery app. You can get burgers in five minutes if you want. Delivery. Harry Potter ain't got money. <laughs> that's fair. <laughs> Look at the state of their apartment. But no, she. this is literally how we got introduced to, to Clayton's mom in this episode after not seeing her for a while. And it is, I want her to speak English and eat burgers. And I just thought, well, this feels insensitive to me. Just I don't stay like it. American. And I'm just like, what, what, what happened? Why is this happening? I just think, here's the reality of it. I think that Closet Mom feels threatened by Annalie mm-hmm. in that she feels like Annalie's going to take her son away, which Annalie's planning on. And she's not ready to part ways with it. And she's trying to find any excuse to make it be a problem. The whole, she doesn't speak, she should speak English more. And the food should be more American or should be more often like some American stuff is done. I don't think these are the core issues that she cares about. I think more of her issues are with the fact that Annalie is in their space. 
because we do hear that she's complained about Annalie not doing the dishes or not tidying up more, which is ironic coming from the the hoarder of the family to me. That's what I was going to say. I said, what does it look like clean or dirty? Where is the difference? Like, can I'm it look dirtier? <laughs> is, is cleanliness in the room with us right now? Because you live in a closet, ma'am. You live in a closet. But get your Harry Potter ass. Oh, my God. It's, this was so crazy to, mm-hmm. like, listen. Because dripping in, like, zero accountability, dripping in just disrespect, and it's, like, Eurocentrism, right, for America. It's, like, nationalism. I just want a cheeseburger. She only cooks chicken. Peruvian food is bomb. What's the issue here? She is Peruvian. She's going to cook Peruvian food. Why can't you like she's, child? She's making a mess of this where as someone who took to cooking later in life, mm-hmm. I could still whip up a burger with no cooking experience. It's beef patty, throw it on top. All right. Wait four minutes, five minutes. All right. It's good. Now it's browned up. All right. Put it, flip it, slap a cheese on it, put a lid on it. It's done. To, like this is why I don't think that's that big of a deal because she's acting like Annalie would never do that and I'm just like you're grasping at straws to me yeah you know what maybe they just need some drama because I don't understand this uh, whole mindset of like she must do blank so that she can be more like us also, how about you don't live in a closet well your son speaks with her in her language number one and number two that's how they've spoken for most of their relationship she has been in america for a total of 80 days as of right now so that's what two months and change how much english do you think she would have learned if they're not like she's not doing english classes and is speaking primarily with her fiance who again can and does speak her language They don't know. That's yeah, like this isn't thing. a translator app relationship, right? Like this is not like she's had to like look things up constantly. They, yep. They've never really needed to speak English. It, thank you. That's what I'm saying. It's just they've never had it. You're from what we have seen. Correct me if I'm wrong, Puya, but we have not seen them have that conversation right of being until mom pushed him yes. to have that conversation, of course. And then it came up. Yeah, but it felt like he's never really like been grown up enough. Like he's been so obsessed with that we haven't had sex. He was trying to get that physical language down. He didn't care about English. He wanted the language of love. That's what I'm saying. It's just I couldn't help but laugh at all of this because all in all to say, I think now that he had sex, he's able to maybe concentrate on the other issues, quote unquote. Mm -hmm. But Knowing what we know, right, from the rest of the episode, he is a not a good planner, not a good communicator. So I am on Team Annalie. Yeah, I mean, I don't think that's a hot take at all. Yeah, it's just it's so outrageous how this man is acting and I just need him to grow up. And he already pissed me off when he was talking about uh, sex with his little online friend. What are you doing, bro? Yeah, I feel like to me, this and 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 my issue with Clayton specifically, it's hard to sympathize with Clayton or his mother based on the things we just learn in ad lib form throughout yep. the 
episode. So we'll put a pin real quick in this. Let's talk about the wedding planning issues. So it sounds to me like Annalise asked for him to figure out who's doing the wedding, who's the wedding officiant. And multiple times in the episode, Clayton says, well, anyone can do the officiating. So I haven't looked. It doesn't matter. And to me, that feels like a glaring overcorrect, not overcorrection, uh, a glaring omission of just not doing a thing. And then also he's pushing the issues of wedding planning on her because she can't speak English. So she can't do the calls and book the stuff. But it, to me, it sounds like she's done all the mental load. She literally said, I have to come in with a list and say, did you do this? Did you do this? Did you do this? And I'm like, well, it sounds like she's planned it all out. You just have to execute. So if you would rather do all the planning, say something, because it sounds like you don't want to do either of the things. and You just want to show up because you outsourced all your responsibilities to your poor sister who wants nothing yes. to do with it. That's what I'm saying. It's like, so he, you have also not done anything is what you're telling me, babes. Yeah. And then that's the thing. It's like, it's like she came up, she sat down, thought about all the things they need Mm -hmm. done. Some of her requests are more personal to her, like having the alpaca, for example, and the alpaca. And, and he, that's the one they're focusing on. Like, is that this is weird or this is bad or haha, that's not possible. But they're also not looking or thinking about, the goddamn facts that she did all the work it's like doing a presentation and it's like okay the one person in the group did the research did the powerpoint slides wrote out the the little checklist for all the things you need to say and you're there like but why do i have to speak about it in class like because i did all the other stuff you do the presentation Oh my god it's just he's so frustrating like Hmm. listen and ask someone that planned a wedding let me tell you, it's a headache. And the fact that you have to sit here and deal with, you know, someone like I feel for Brandy and I can see why Brandy's probably gets so irritated. Well, she literally said, I know he doesn't plan. He lives with my mom. Like she said that yeah. about her own sibling and mother. So to me, who better to know? But Brandy, who is clearly sick of their nonsense so much so that she even said um, when the, she asked, do you have an efficient? And he said, anyone can be an efficient. She had a confessional where Brandy said, he's going to ask me because it's easy and I'm going to fake diarrhea and leave. I'm not doing it. Mm-hmm. And she's not wrong. Fully, I see Clayton trying to get her to be the efficient. Fully. Yeah. I, oh. I thought he was asking her to be the efficient. <laughs> well, she's <laughs> not going to do it. So. Oh my god. He needs to figure out the plan plan B or mm-hmm. plan C with that because that's not going to happen. What I did like though, and this kind of set us up for next week, yeah. where um, Annalise can you ask her one more thing? Like, Did she plan? What's going on with the bachelor party? And she says, yeah, you know, we're going to rent some movies, have some snacks, like some low-key, but then later tells us in confessional, I think Annalise is going to be surprised. And I thought, oh my god, the stripper's coming. Oh my god when i tell you i couldn't stop laughing because i was like what do you mean you've planned a little bonfire that's not what she wanted and then i was like oh you know like brandy poor brandy has had so much work to do Mm -hmm. like you know she's probably tired of these two blah 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 um (laughs) then the next time on had me screaming i'm so excited Brandy is my MVP NPC of the of the 100%. week. 
uh, we're not part of the main story, but my favorite person, because I think she's knocked it out of the park with whatever the special party is going to be like. And I think Clayton has gotten a little too big for his boots here, where initially he was trying to do the most and like be sweet and be considerate. But then the minute they they had their sex, now he is accusing Annalie of gaslighting and he doesn't think he's at fault for anything. And to me, it's very obvious that he's doing big errors. And and this is coming from someone who definitely did not understand the mental load and had to learn it through within the relationship I'm in. So I've done the stuff he's doing in that I didn't understand that I was doing anything wrong. I didn't understand why I was getting, and then I was like, Oh, it makes sense. Cause you're handling all the stuff that I would hate to do. And you're asking me to just do it. And I can definitely do that. And he's like, no, because to him, it's like the doing it part is the doing anything. The other stuff doesn't matter, which I think is very stupid, because if you ask me to organize a plan, a wedding, I don't think I could do it. But if then you do what Anna Lee did, whereas you gave me a list, or I call this vendor, do this, this, I can do that because I don't want to do the planning part. And I would happily do that. So I think he wants his cake and he wants to eat it, too. That's not possible. And I think they're using the English thing as a crutch to to get a different result, which is stupid. Yeah. And I just feel like, why not hire a wedding planner? Sasha, they live in a closet. <laughs> where's the money? They use the, all, most of their wedding budget on that little San Diego trip they took. I don't know how to. I just, okay. I don't mean to sound like elitist or whatever. Like everyone deserves to have whatever kind of wedding you want, but I feel like it's not fair to put so much labor for free from a sister. Either you, you know, you do it yourself, do it yourself as in Clayton and Anna Lee, do it yourself, Mm -hmm. or, you know, you pay people for their work. Like, I just feel like it's so unfair for Brandy and Clayton Remember, since like when we met them, I think that was the last time I was on this podcast was when they were introduced, has been talking bad about Brandy, right? And has been calling her basically his ops, his enemy. I think that's how he welcomed her into the Airbnb. So I just feel like he it's not fair to like ask people to do so much free work. If you can't afford something, you just shouldn't do it. Yeah. Yeah. No, I 100% agree with that. And I feel like he's leaning way too hard on Brandy, who is, you know, at one point didn't want anything to do with this, but it's taking the time out to legitimately plan everything. I think Clayton has a lot of growing up to do still. And I feel like he's been enabled by his mom for far too long. And I really and I can't believe I'm saying this, but I kind of wish that we see Clayton and Annalie back again after they get married, because I think I want to know what's happening post marriage with these two. Yes, 100%. Um, And where are they going to stay? Because then Clayton's like, well, I kind of do want Harry Potter to like leave. So if you want Harry Potter to leave, this ain't the way because you're in San Diego talking about and we need to have a space for mom. Yeah, Which and then he joked about the closet being his mom's room yeah. at the Airbnb that they've rented. So math ain't math in Clayton. Mm-mm. Mm. Nope, nope, nope. It is not. That is for sure. And then, like you said, the next time on is going to get juicy because it is the bachelor party and we see the opening of the preview be Clayton saying, so I have two rules. No men, no strippers. And she's like, and who says this? He's like, I'm the boss. And the next scene is her with a stripper and she's filming a video. So I'm excited. Should be fun drama. Cannot wait. 
Yeah. Agreed. I I can't. I just feel like Clayton's going to be so bad. Oh, you already know. He's going to be livid. But what's going to happen? We'll see. Mm-hmm. Yeah. All right. Well, that brings us to the end of this podcast. We hope you had a lot of fun here with us. Sasha, as always, lovely to get to talk to you. Let the people know where can they find you and what are the projects you have going on? Oh, my God. Thank you so much for having me again. As always, I was I was fired up, so I really needed to be nicer. Sorry. Anyway, if you like what I'm talking about, uh, you can follow me at Twitter at uh, fun size underscore oh four i also talk celebrity gossip honestly vibes only just like hot mess with kirsten y'all know the mess magnets so rob has a website slash mess feed check that out we just had bryce isaiah on for a oops all anonymous which is our listener submitted uh, mess or listener submitted like drama so check that out honestly check out the YouTube uh, link for it because our reactions are so like ridiculous we Bryce had us laughing the whole time so please check that out and of course if you're a Bravo fan we have two things for you uh, first I'm of course still covering below deck med it's almost over so Chappelle and I are talking below Low Deck Med on the Bravo TV Rahap Ups feed or on the Rob Has a Podcast YouTube channel. Uh, check that out. And of course, Puya and I uh, talked with Rob and Nick from Survivor Australia about all most of the Bravo people on uh, the Traders. It was so much fun. Check that out. Yeah. Thank you so much again, Puya, for having me. Of course, always a pleasure. Y'all can find me on Twitter at Puyism. Find me on Twitch, twitch.tv slash Puya. That's where I am when I'm not podcasting. So come through. Say hi. Always do appreciate that. Like Sasha said, we did have fun talking and learning for me about the Housewives on the latest season of the Traders US. I have two Traders US podcasts going on now. We have the recap that happens every Thursday night after the episode live. And then we will also have a weekly Traders feedback show where we will be taking all your questions in and dissecting and discussing the show some more and check those out and myself and the lovely annabelle have been talking traders uk we just did a podcast talking about week three of traders uk episode seven eight nine you can find that in your podcatcher or in the traders feed and see how that's going thank you so much everyone for giving us your time we hope you had a good time with us we'll see you back here next week with some more 90 day fiance but until then take care have a good one bye Hello, it is Ryan, and we could all use an extra bright spot in our day, couldn't we? Just to make up for things like sitting in traffic, doing the dishes, counting your steps, you know, all the mundane stuff. That is why I'm such a big fan of Chumba Casino. Chumba Casino has all your favorite social casino-style games that you can play for free anytime, anywhere with daily bonuses. That should brighten your day a little. Actually, a lot. So sign up now at ChumbaCasino.com. That's ChumbaCasino.com. No purchase necessary. BGW. Void. We're prohibited by law. See terms and conditions. 18 plus. 
Lucky Land Casino asking people what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky? Lucky? In line at the deli, I guess? Aha, in my dentist's office. More than once, actually. Do I have to say? Yes, you do. In the car before my kids' PTA meeting. Really? Yes. Excuse me, what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky? I never win and tell. Well, there you have it. You can get lucky anywhere, playing at LuckyLandSlots.com. Play for free right now. Are you feeling lucky? No purchase necessary. Void prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details. With Lucky Land Slots, you can get lucky just about anywhere. This is your captain speaking. Uh, we've got clear runway and the weather's fine, but we're just going to circle up here a while and uh, get lucky. No, no, nothing like that. It's just these cash prizes add up quick. So I suggest you sit back, keep your tray table upright, and start getting lucky. Play for free at LuckyLandSlots.com. Are you feeling lucky? No purchase necessary. Void where prohibited by law. 18 plus terms and conditions apply. See website for details. With Lucky Land Slots, you can get lucky just about anywhere. Dearly beloved, we are gathered here today to... Has anyone seen the bride and groom? Sorry, sorry, we're here. We were getting lucky in the limo and we lost track of time. No, Lucky Land Casino. With cash prizes that add up quicker than a guest registry. In that case, I pronounce you lucky. Play for free at LuckyLandSlots.com. Daily bonuses are waiting. No purchase necessary. Void were prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details.